fellow citizens, our way of life, our very freedom came under attack in a series of deliberate and deadly terrorist acts. Several shots were fired as President Kennedy's motorcade passed through downtown Dallas. None of us will ever forget this day, yet we go forward to defend freedom and all that is good and just in our world. This is just a thing, please. Oh, you're coming out of Welcome to the Hagman Daily Show, weekdays 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And now your hosts, Joe Hagman and John Robertson. Hello and welcome to this Wednesday, what is today, Wednesday, July 25th. All right, here we go, July 25th, 2018. Uh, Joe Hagman here with John Robertson, and we got a great show for you today. Stephen Menking will be joining us in uh, about halfway through the show and we got a lot to get into uh where to start i guess uh one thing that is uh, supposed to be big news and uh mainstream coverage wall to wall apparently is the michael cohen tapes last night during our evening show there was a story that broke that michael cohen uh had or the tapes had been leaked and michael cohen went on cnn uh or apparently chris cuomo uh played the tapes i forget how it went but anyways the tapes were released there's 12 tapes in total and these tapes show uh donald trump talking with his lawyer at the time michael cohen about how he is uh going to pay off people like karen mcdougall who is uh somebody he had an affair with about 10 years ago or something like stormy daniels type thing and we uh see that these tapes are released and and the news is making a big deal about it and uh what what's there is there anything there well no there's nothing there and who allowed the tapes to be released it was president trump himself who signed a uh, a paper waiving the client attorney client privilege and he's the one that had the tapes released but you wouldn't believe that from reading what the news says uh, let's listen to what chris matthews had to say uh last night Attorney General Jeff Sessions joins in chance. Oops, Ooh, my it. leg is tingling. Joe, I'm getting a little tingle. Gum. It's coming up my leg. I don't, uh, no, I, 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 we'll go back to that you. clip later, but because uh, uh, that's not now, about... There goes the, now, now the tingle's gone. That's not about the, uh, uh, the Trump tape. But ah. yesterday, CNN and Chris Cuomo, CNN, covered... Uh, it was like breaking news. And, and the only thing that you can hear, apparently, from what I've read, is that they agreed to set up a company to buy the rights to Karen McDougal's story, a person who had an affair with President Trump back in the day. Now, his former lawyer, Michael Cohen, is recording him in private years ago when they talk about this. Why is that? And why is this big news uh, we we know president trump has had issues and and uh, extramarital affairs with women all of that came out they tried to you know paint him as a misogynist as a uh, a sexist and and as some kind of uh, sexual deviant but the reality is you know he uh, he had some affairs and this was a long time ago and they're trying to anything that they can do to 
disparage him, to, to uh, oppress him, to humiliate him. They're doing so. They're making a huge deal about these tapes uh, that President Trump authorized to release. And the statement of the day, I guess, or the question of the day is what kind of lawyer would tape their client, as President Trump said? Uh, why would he uh, record this? this? Apparently, this conversation happened in 2016. Uh, why would he be recording the conversations with President Trump unless he planned to use them in the future for either uh, a, attempted blackmail, extortion, or for a situation like this? And furthermore, if he has been taping Donald Trump and has these conversations recorded, if there was something actually illegal there, don't you think they would lead with that? But they're not. This is all they got. A bag of nothing. Again. Joe. Speak, you know, uh, look, there's no finer way to get a Wednesday, particularly the 25th day of July, going, in my opinion, than an 8 a.m. trip to the dentist, okay? Because you're starting at, well, first of all, I started with my prayer this morning, okay? I, I think I'm on about week seven or eight. I cannot emphasize that enough, listeners, just 30 seconds, 60 seconds, first thing out of bed. It's making a huge difference in my life, but I digress. I went to the dentist this morning, Joe, and, and, and I'm proud to, to announce that the whole dental disaster from uh, right before Red Pill Expo is now fully mitigated and a Good. very special thank you and, and just uh, all of my love as Christ loved the church to, to Linda Brown in Georgia and to Steve Laub as well. Thank you, uh, both of you, so much. Uh, but that being said, I was in the dentist's office and I had to wait for a good 45 minutes because I actually got the date wrong. I was supposed to go tomorrow. So I'm looking for magazines. I'm looking for something to read. And they had every Time magazine from about the last maybe three or four months there, Joe, all in a staggered magazine rack. Yeah, you kind of see the front covers. When I took so, you uh, before you went to Red Pill, when I was sitting okay. in the waiting room, I, I read through some of them too. And I so think you, I know where you're you going saw, with this. Absolutely. Like, Joe, at Time magazine, when I was a kid in the, in the 70s and the 80s, was 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 the the national news magazine of repute. It was like the magazine version of what the New York Times was for many many decades before you know before it was uh, uh, usurped by by liberalism. So, Joe, every cover every cover was a hit piece on President Trump, and oh, and yeah. what really bothered me about it was that. Every cover of Time Magazine, I understand Time Magazine is not what it was in 1985. I get that. Okay, it's more of a brochure now. I also know that Henry Luce Booth, who founded Time Magazine, was a major globalist who ran around with Edward Bernays and, and Madame Helena Blavatsky and all kinds of creeps. But for a long time, Time Magazine was the national news magazine of record. Okay, and, and every one of these covers, Joe... One of them showing President Trump looking in the mirror and a king, a President Trump dressed like a king staring back at him. Another showing a little four or five year old uh, Hispanic girl, a little cutie with some pigtails, uh, bawling her eyes out, um, you know, uh, dirt stained cheeks, etc. And the president standing in front of her with his arms crossed, looking like looking like he's about to punt her across the field rather than do what I know the man would really do, which is take her in his arms and, and get her care. So what bothered me about this was. I'm at the dentist, and this is this once great news resource has become a propaganda pack of lies. It's not like this is a political opinion that differs from my own, Joe. 
These are just straight up propagandist lies. And the last thing I want to say, and I'll hand it back to you. Uh, I was listening to Lionel on the way home from the dentist uh, uh, at Lionel Nation on YouTube, and, and he made a very interesting point. When President Trump met with Vladimir Putin in Helsinki, uh, what, a week and a half ago? Uh, yeah. Vladimir Putin actually reminded President Trump that on a first name basis, he said, he said, now, Donald, you, you know, you know that I was, I'm from the Intel community and I have two or three questions for you, uh, that I hope you're asking. I'm paraphrasing a little bit. And one of them, the, what the first one was, where is Hillary Rodham Clinton's server? What are on those emails? Uh, and, 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 and so Lionel was debating, well, was President Putin sort of goading President Trump a little bit? Or was he being sincere and saying, hey, listen, you know, uh, the, you know to, to his significant counterpart, to, to, his, to his counterpart in the West, hey, you've got a real mess on your hands over in the United States right now. And Joe, as I looked at these Time magazine covers, I just became so perplexed because I was like, my goodness, half the country are believing these propagandist lies. There's, it's, there's yep. no truth in them. No, anyway, it, it, I'm, I'm starting to get redundant. Uh, back to you, brother. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. There is there is a level of delusion that is uh, greater than anything I've ever seen, and we uh, see this from the, the hyenas at The View. Uh, there was a, a heated exchange. Meghan McCain explodes at Joy Bear. It's dangerous to normalize socialism. And I don't know if we can listen to this, John. I hate listening to this. But when you think of what the mindset you're talking about, it's, it's uh, it, these women, except for McCain, Meghan McCain, are the perfect prime example of what that delusion is and how it looks. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is uh, Joy Bear arguing with McCain. It makes my head explode, which, by the way, I hope Democrats do run a democratic socialist. Do you hope that just, we win? Do you win uh, the Democrats? No, because I think Trump? you'll lose spectacularly, and then I will look forward to election night when I finally get to tell everybody I told you so if you end up running a radical. Problem with socialism, in the words of Margaret Thatcher, at a certain point you run out of spending other people's money. Venezuela, one of the richest countries in the world in the 70s. Now, the average Venezuelan has lost 24 pounds because they're starving to death. 90% of I the country like is living in poverty. I think she's talking more about Scandinavia than Venezuela. I, but I'm sorry, I need, this is what I need from her. Name one country that socialism has ever worked, and also every Sweden. every democratic socialist Copenhagen, who is going um, on TV Denmark, saying that it's good needs Norway, to start paying ninety percent in taxes Iceland. on your tax form. No, on your tax form. On your tax form, I think you should start paying the amount of taxes that every socialist in this country thinks you need to. Because if you think the government is so good at okay. spending money, look at the VA. Oh, no, because it is dangerous. I it just is dangerous. It's yeah. petrifying to me that this is being normalized. All right. Okay, so you're saying you run out of people's money. Tax Margaret people's Thatcher. Other people's money, Margaret Thatcher. I'd okay. say that. She's they have just given this enormous tax break to the very, very wealthy in this country. Mm -hmm. right. that, that tax break doesn't have to be so... America to a small country in Europe Can is I delusional. And I'm sorry, some of us do not want socialism to be normalized okay. in this country. I am an example. Anyway, okay, so that's more Meghan McCain getting fired up. And she's right. Uh, these people want everybody 
they, they want to live in a socialist country, and they're making a comparison that uh, you know to Europe, uh, some of the countries in Europe that do uh, run on a socialist uh, system, where you have only two, three, four hundred thousand people as a population, though, and uh, that would never work here. America wasn't designed to be a socialist nation; it would uh, definitely collapse. Uh, but under the system it's in now, because it's been so corrupted, it's going to collapse. It's not a capitalist; it's not a free market capitalist society. It's partially that, yes. But the other end of this is a, a very manipulative, uh, evil uh, part to the monetary system, and, and that is for the purposes of control, where the United States doesn't even own the rights to its own currency and pays interest for the ability or for, for the uh, uh, privilege of using uh, the United States dollar, which is a debt instrument, not a monetary instrument like gold and silver, which is actually worth something. The paper money is worth less, not backed by anything, and is a, uh, uh, just a, a piece of paper. But anyway, the mindset of these people, the, these people in the news, in Hollywood, in the political world, these people who hate Trump, who love socialism, who love Hillary Clinton, they are delusional. They push the pedophilia. I mean, we have people in, the, in Hollywood now defending pedophiles, and we talked about this all yesterday, and we're going to talk about it today if we have time. There's uh, been dug up a show. Okay, there was a... a on the um, uh, the show Adult Swim, there is a writer there. I don't know his name. David Hammond, maybe. Uh, who there was a, a video of him um, nude. Oh, I can't believe we're going nude, there. Okay. penetrating yeah. a baby doll that was uh, crying. Okay. Anyway, this guy is a pedophile, and he makes shows about pedophilia and talks <sighs> about. I shouldn't say he is a pedophile. It's speculated he has pedophilia tendencies. The shows he makes. Well, have, Joe, how many people do you know that have made a video like that and put it out on Twitter? Well, listen. Did you did you see the one I'm talking about with Sarah Silverman with Patton Oswalt? And he wrote yes. it. Then this other guy, and this is this was eight years ago. It's a it's a skit about uh, them having a, a rape van and raping children. That I mean, so this, for regardless of what how the news media and the the, the uh, they won't address this or, or this isn't a crime. It's no scandal. It's no big thing. It's it's a joke. It's comedy. BS. This is exactly they, they. You think it's a joke. They think it's a joke. But this is reality. This is what they do. It's a joke, but it's a joke based on actual truth. And you these, know what? what? These people's personal lives. And 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 praise God. I mean, I'm I'm sorry, but listen, listeners, just hang with me today because I'm on fire. Like I, I've been, I've been uh, tapping into some Holy Spirit power with my with my main brother, Pastor Mike Spalding, who, by the way, will join us this Friday. Uh, let me, let me drop a quick piece of housekeeping. The next two Fridays, you do not want to miss listeners. We're going to, we're going to unpack revelation 13 and Joe, we'll go into this more later, yeah. but revelation, this 12, Friday, revelation 13, revelation 12 and 13. This Friday, we are going to have pastor Mike Spaulding for the entire hour. And he is going to teach on revelation 12 and 13. I just got confirmation this morning from pastor David Langford, who will join us on Friday, August 3rd. He will teach from Revelation 12 and 13 with, of course, a focus on his book, Revelation 13 Revealed. So I just want to put that out there. But but back to the, the Silverman thing. Look, praise God that these people in their I will say in the case of Silverman in their state of demonic possession, when you state to the world that you wish Christ were alive today so you could crucify him again. That is the doctrine of demons. That is that I mean, is, seriously. That is the psychobabble of Legion who 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 was who was 
who was found among the tombs, okay, uh, in Matthew. That's what we're dealing with. But listen, saints, we've been shown, all of you, you don't, you, you don't have to take my word for it anymore like you did back in you know, the summer of 2015. The masks have come off. You can see it clear as day. And I implore every single one of you, parents, grandparents, shut it down. Stop. There are so many amazing things to go do on a weekend. And frankly, movie tickets have gotten so expensive. Take your grandkids fishing. Take them on a bike ride. Take them well, anything. Whatever. Anything. anything to get away from this. Shut, uh... shut it down. Joe, I'm sorry. I'm on a rant. Shut it down. Listeners. Well, John, I would take it to a more I would go much more extreme with it. Uh, but first, we have to see what is what. Now, what we're referring to, if uh, folks, if you go on YouTube uh, and I'm sure you can just do a search Sarah Silverman rape van skit, uh, you will find it. And it has all the people, Patton Oswalt, who just admitted the other day on Twitter, whether he was joking or not, it's irrelevant. He says uh, uh, pedophobia or pedophobia shaming is uh, hurting us all. I'm a proud pedophile. That's what he tweeted out. Uh, uh, and then you have these tweets from the James Gunn and others. And you have these people in Hollywood defending him. Sarah Silverman is who we talked about yesterday. She had the uh, uh, she pushed back by by posting uh, a picture of herself holding a phone that said stand the F down and wrote this uh, uh letter uh, to the anonymous users on the internet who are exposing pedophilia that they will find out who they are and basically kill them not in so many words uh, you don't know who you're messing with and, and what we can do and you're not anonymous things like that and basically threaten the internet to stop oh, and she exposing called, she called internet truth sleuths hashtag uh, stop child trafficking hashtag defend the defenses she called us racists she yeah. called us rednecks, rednecks and she called us POSs. okay and and she held up a phone that said i believe it said don't f with us or something like that stand now, go, the f down okay and you made an interesting point yesterday and i want to reiterate this point and i know that uh, i've just been texting uh, with steven and you're on that text as well he's ready yeah. to join uh, i'm gonna bring him he, on in 10 minutes perfect he said he's got no heart out today so that's that's fantastic um uh you made one point joe that i want to reiterate which is that Silverman, who, who I believe, I've actually been, been calling her in, on Twitter, Sarah uh, Demonman is what I've been calling her, um, based specifically on what she said about her desire to re-crucify my Lord and Savior. And okay, she also, I, you know, said, you know she also said she wanted to eat an aborted baby. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, she, okay. So this woman, this woman really needs the 39 cent solution. She needs to take the room temperature challenge is what needs to happen. Hint, well, hint. But she needs to be prayed for if, if there's a chance for her soul to be saved. But if there's not, yes, you're right. Uh, then she needs to be, uh, yeah. You're right. And, and I, by the way, let me just say this and I'll bounce it back to you, brother, because I'm so fired up I can barely do a show today. Uh, I'm going to tell you, it's up to each of us to get to that place. Joe, I've, I told you uh, and I've told the listeners like almost every day that I've got this post-it note up on my uh, headboard that says pray, okay? It's been up for about seven weeks, eight weeks now, and I'm doing it every day. There's been like maybe five days that I got an hour into the day, and I realized I forgot, so I stopped and I prayed then. But I'm starting my day with prayer. Today, I added a second post-it note, and it says Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 19 
verbally put on your armor every morning. So in addition to my quick little morning prayer, which takes like 90 seconds, Joe, I am starting tomorrow morning. I am going to wake up and I'm going to take the Bible from the beds, from the uh, bedside table. And I'm actually going, I've heard pastors tell us to do this before. I've just never gotten off my butt and done it, but I am actually going to, to, to pray in scripture. I'm going to, to put on the helmet and shod my feet and take up the sword and shield. And I'm really trusting that the Lord is going to work on my spirit. We all know, Joe, if you take one step to Jesus, he will bust into a full sprint back in your direction. That's how badly the good shepherd wants his lost sheep back. And you, I stand corrected. You are right. As Christians, the first thing that we should be praying for is that Sarah Silverman uh, comes absolutely broken. I'm talking face down, uh, uh, tears, nausea, whatever it takes, broken to the foot of the cross, repents and seeks redemption. Because guess what? I don't want Sarah Silverman to exist for eternity in the lake of fire, Joe. That is not what I want for her. I would love to see her. Imagine this. Imagine this. I've said this before. What if somebody like Jay-Z or Eminem or Rihanna or uh, Beyonce or Sarah Silverman got saved? Can you imagine how incredibly powerful and potent a weapon that would be? Yeah, to it would build the kingdom. That would just be incredible. Initially, it would, but then they would they would black you out. They would blacklist them eventually. Or you know, uh, like we we see with other people who, uh, uh, you know, look at Justin Bieber. How much do you hear about him anymore now that he's been uh, you know turned Christian? Uh, he you you don't. So uh, these people uh, are they're they're very calculated in what they they know what they're doing <clears throat> now. But the issue of uh, this Hollywood thing we've been we've been talking about and expecting. Uh, full well that a number of uh, things are going to come in in the manner of weeks about uh, exposing the pedophilia problem in Hollywood. And my question is to the average American person, and I know that our listeners are not the average American person. They are uh, much more intelligent, much more aware of everything that's going on, and they uh, understand this. So I guess I'm saying this to the people who, uh, if anybody out there is listening to this who is on the fence about, you know, which side to be on as far as, uh, you know, should you be for abortion? Should you be for pedophilia? Because these people in Hollywood are now defending this Jason uh, gun, thousands of them. And there's articles all over these left-wing publications about how it's so wrong and how he needs room, uh, you know, to, uh, what what was, John, what was the phrase that we talked about off air yesterday that I read? He needs. Oh, that was so, you know what? That was the single thing that irritated me the most. We need to give him room to express himself. To grow. We need to give him space and room to grow. And that's the, look. And this lady at the TED Talks said that pedophilia is a sexual condition with which one is born with, and we need to accept it as a a normal, regular thing. Hell Uh, no. This is the TED Talks. And and this happened just, uh, what, uh, on the 20th. So... There's a video out there you can find if you want to look that up. I'm telling you, brother. You know what? I'm going to take a breath because this is important. Joe, every listener, regardless of what you believe, regardless of your politics, your, your, your gender, I dare I say your sexual identity, maybe you're an addict. Maybe you're, a, maybe you're in recovery right now listening to us. Every single one of you have one thing in common. And that is you are going to meet 
the Lord God Almighty, Jesus Christ. That is a fact. There is going to come a moment in your lifespan where you are going to leap from this mortal coil and in a, in a, in a split second, the Bible says in the twinkling of an eye, you are going to find yourself in the throne room of heaven. And by the way, when you hear people talk about how they almost died in a car accident or they almost died on the operating table and they felt such peace and they were moving toward yeah. the light and they felt such peace. I got news for you. I listener. had an experience like that. Oh, I'm not near death. Not true. Well, you know what? I'm going to make this quick because I want to hear your experience uh, before we bring on Minkin. But Joe, check this out. I've thought about this a lot. You got, you know, crazy rock stars like somebody like Axl Rose or somebody who's who's lived a real or, you know, Keith Richards or somebody who's lived just a really demonically motivated life. And they will they somebody like that will make the statement, oh, it, when you die, it's so peaceful. You're going toward this white light. I got news for you, listeners, where you're headed is the is the throne room of judgment that you're going to stand before the Lord God Almighty and his son, Jesus Christ. And one of two things is going to happen. One of two things. Either Christ is going to step up as your intercessor and he is going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. And he's going to he's going to embrace you and bring you into the kingdom eternal. Or how many out there? I, I've got to ask this today because I've been guilty of this hypocrisy in my life. Not recently, praise God, but I've definitely drifted down this path. And I've had to, to seek through prayer and mentorship with people like Pastor Langford and Pastor Spaulding. I've had to seek correction for my ego and the other things that trip a man up. I've, I've had to do it, Joe. I'm sure you have too. But yeah. how many of you out there consider the enormous fear component in, Lord, Lord, we, we produced over 1,800 shows that were all about your son and the gospel, and 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 we 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 did everything we could to get your your children prepared for tough times, and we did everything we could to explain the money situation so that they could, you know, so that they could protect themselves with gold and silver, and, and we did, and we and we we stood and we tried to defend the babies, uh, and and, and end abor abortion. But here's the reality: if Christ doesn't know you, then what you're going to hear is, quote, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, I never knew you. So my question to all the listeners today is, do you know Christ? And commensurate to that, does Christ know you? That's the key, Joe. Everything else we do is secondary and tertiary to that specific question because, brother, we're going into times that are going to be so challenging so corrupt, so deceitful and impossible to untangle that it will only be with the kind of Holy Spirit protection that Daniel or Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego had. That is what will carry all of our listeners today on The Daily Show. That is what will carry you through. I'm going to shut up. I'm going to hand it to you. I'd love to hear about that experience you mentioned a moment ago. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we all, as you said, John, it's very important. We need to know Christ on a personal level. And that means, I mean, uh, even myself, you know, uh, uh, yeah, we all have a sinful nature. We all sin. And, uh, you know, when that, when things like that happen and, uh, yeah, you're feeling down, you, you want your natural reaction is to ignore 
uh, to put the Lord out of your mind uh, because of how, how humiliated you feel or how bad you feel about uh, things you've done. But the opposite is what needs to happen. You need to, to with a, a pure heart, ask for forgiveness and, uh, you know, just continue to, to move forward. Uh, you know, that's so important. We'll talk more about that later. But real quick to the experience, and then I'm going to hit an article, then we're going to bring Men King on. Uh, you talked about the uh, when people are having near-death experiences, the uh, peace that they describe. <clears throat> well, what I had an uh, interesting experience driving on a highway from New York City uh, up into the Anirondack Mountains with my dad uh, back in, I think, 2012, uh, or maybe it was 2009, I'm not sure, but it was in Octo- late October, there, it was wet, there was leaves all over the highway, and uh, uh, it's raining, I'm driving a uh, GMC Envoy, and I had it on cruise control going 70 miles an hour. And all of a sudden, the back end of the uh, truck just spun uh, completely to the right, like fishtailed. And we, we started spinning around 70 miles an hour on the highway. And as soon as that happened, it was like everything was in slow motion. And I felt no, there was no chaos. There was, it was, uh, I can't even explain it. It was like a, a moment of perfect peace and clarity. Now, were you saved, Joe? Were yes. you under the blood at this time? Oh, yes. Amen. And anyway, long story short, the car uh, flew off, almost got cut in half by a sign on the side of the road, flew about 50 feet back into the woods and wedged between some trees. Not a scratch on me or my father. The cops said it was a miracle that you know we weren't killed, and I believe it was a miracle that the Lord, uh, my, my, when I tell that to my dad, how... Uh, the experience, my own experience, sitting in the seat next to him versus his experience, he says we were in different cars, basically, uh, from where his head was at when that was happening. So, I mean, wow. that just goes to show you uh, <clears throat> whatever that was, and I believe it was the Lord. Uh, it was just uh, an experience that I'll never forget. I can still, uh, wow. just from that feeling of peace, I can put myself back there with a with a when I think about it. Hey, but, let's do this. Let's do this. Uh, let's uh, hit us up. Yeah, you you know the emails at this point. Uh, you can find Joe on Twitter at Joe Hagman. You can find me at Robertson John. We both have our direct messages turned on. You can find us that way really fast. Uh, Joe Hagman at Yahoo. Uh, Robertson John at gmail.com or John at HagmanReport.com. Send us your story of your near-death experience. And, and, and what I want to hear, listeners, is the spiritual component. I mean, some woo-woo is fine, but what I'd really be curious to hear about is is your interrelational spiritual experience, as Joe just described his. Uh, If you will send those to us, indicate in the subject line, near-death experience, and then also indicate in the subject line, uh, okay to read on air, or please read on air, or something like that. And if you will send them to us, uh, we will be faithful and do so. Uh, Joe, I, I interrupted you. Yeah, so no, 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 no. Uh, that's great. And uh, I think the first thing I said after the car stopped was that was a miracle. Uh, and, and you can ask my dad about that. That's, uh, uh, But that was very interesting. But back to the, the news and back to we have Stephen Menking with us. But I want to cover this first because this is what the news media is doing to the alternative media, the mainstream media doing to the alternative media. And they've been uh, Alex Jones and, and Hagman Report. And other shows have been under attack, uh, Gateway Pundit, uh, by with lawsuits and with propaganda and lies from a whole host of people, uh, including the mainstream media. Now, Ale- this is the headline from Newsweek. Alex Jones threatens to shoot Robert Mueller.
Mueller. Now, they don't play an audio clip. They don't give you a transcript of what he said. He didn't say he wanted he was going to shoot Robert Mueller. But the article goes on to say, uh, for nearly uh, InfoWars conspiracy theorist Alex Jones ramped up his threats against Special Counsel Mueller on Monday, calling him a monster and describing described shooting the former FBI director. But they don't they don't quote what he said. They don't say what he said. So it, it, in reading through the article, it was uh, Jones just you know having that bravado, saying I'm a real man. I, you know I'm going to do what it takes. We're going to bump heads. Things things like that. But this article goes on to say uh, you know Jones brought on uh, alt right white supremacist Mike Cernovich to claim the Hollywood film industry figures are proactively defending child sex offenders and pedophiles. Jones and Cernovich, who have both promoted pedophilia conspiracies in the past, uh, lamented about shadow bans on Twitter and Facebook about on, over conservatives ex- or anybody exposing pedophilia. You want to get banned? Talk about Roman Polanski. He's their god raping little girls. Before plunging into a short-term sale on his wide variety of alleged uh, energy-boosting products, Jones continued to convolute and conspiratorial attack on Hollywood pedophilia. So they're, how they're framing this, not only are they lying about and making this up saying Jones th- said he was going to shoot Robert Mueller when they don't even provide a sound clip or a transcript of that being said, they go on to say that it's a conspiracy theory that there are Hollywood pedophilia issues and that the Hollywood uh, film industry is being exposed right now. They're saying that's a conspiracy theory. Yeah, well, even though you people are that. being fired, even though their Twitter accounts are being scrubbed, even though people are being exposed like never before, these people yeah. are still desperately hoping. To, why, why does the media work so hard to cover up pedophilia? I don't because, understand it. Because Satan is the prince of the air, and he's been given temporary dominion. No, I get that, he, but I no, don't I get the people. I mean, there, it has to be. There has to be some people, one or two people, in each news network that has the ability there are. To, I mean, to expose these things. And why there are, are we seeing? It? Why don't people there put are. their careers on the line? Why don't they, they go the extra mile? They they will, Joe. I firmly believe that as I left Hollywood, as our friend uh, Bill Chapman. And by the way, we need to, we need a shout out to Bill Chapman. We need to get him back on the program for for a half hour. Uh, uh, as he left the industry, as I left the industry. Um, and and many others, as Liz Crokin left the uh, the industry to do what she does, these people are going to come forward. But Joe, I want to say quickly, and I'm going to give it to you and Stephen. You talk about a not you, Joe, but but any mainstream media news outlet that has the audacity to talk about pedophile conspiracies, pedophilia conspiracies. You go talk to our debut guest Monday night, Gina Jernukian who has made a profession in 19 separate locations of removing the tattooing and the branding from satanic ritual abuse victims. And And don't forget the Brofman family was arrested yesterday in connection with Nexium. That's, and that, that story's that story's going to, going to rot from the head down for sure. The other thing I want to mention quickly is a shout out to my main man, Craig Sawyer. I I was texting back and forth with Sawman at like six o'clock this morning and Craig, I don't think he would mind me saying this, but Joe Craig has literally like, like borrowed. Well, he he's he's been down to very limited resources, and on several occasions, and and again, go back to Hagman Report Monday, uh, July twenty third, and listen to seven thirty to eight. Gina Jernukian, who who joined us, uh, uh, she'll be on again at some point. 
she even said uh, that Craig recently saved a six-year-old little girl who was being trafficked. She had been trafficked. Yeah. She, she'd been sold twice. Yep. So, so please understand, listeners, it's not that Joe and I get fired up for the sake of getting fired up, and it's not that we've got anything, that we don't have anything better to do. We know people. Like, we've, we've had lunch with them. We've talked with them. we talk talked with them offline. I'm sending Gina a Hagman t-shirt today. We get to know these people, and they're working every day with the little souls who are the victims and the fallout, if you will, of this, of this pedophilia conspiracy. That is a disgusting use of the English language. It is not a conspiracy. And I can put Craig Sawman Sawyer, no, I can no, put it's... Russ Isdar, Gina Jernukian, Liz Crokin, and the list goes on and on. And John, and we're going to do done. our own uh, research and continue to, to find things ourselves. And uh, we're going to make the case uh, that Hollywood is a, a sick environment of child rapists. But anyway, we're, let's not take any more time away from our guest, Stephen Menking. Uh, welcome back to the Hagman Daily Show. Well, gentlemen, it looks like I stumbled into quite the hornet's nest here, and I'm happy to participate because I think that the emotion that you're describing and the content that you're discussing should be top of the mind for all Americans, all Christians, all righteous-minded people throughout this entire world. And with respect to the media and to the coverage and to everything else, I rebuke you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, because the lying tongues are in a position to be yanked out, and there are places in the Psalms where David is imploring the Lord to break the jaws of those who would mock and scoff and cover up and uh, distinguish and seek to hide evil from the, from the world. And this is particularly close to me when you see these kind of accusations of conspiracy theory being uh, being peddled because I understand the dynamic. It's very clear when there's something that's controversial and you want to defend it, whether you are under duress, under financial bribery, under blackmail, or just simply plain old evil, then what you do is, from a psychological warfare perspective, you find the commentary on a particular topic, and that in this case, the horrific abuse of children, and then you find the most... Uh, most fringe, the most speculative element of it, and you say, this yep. is the line of reasoning, this is the caricature for everything else, even covering over and up the actual research and the real open source news and information that takes place. So painting with a broad brush, it's not going to fly anymore. And this is, this, is, this is somewhat personal to me for a variety of different reasons, because as you go through your life and then you look around and the wool begins to uh, get pulled from your eyes and the veil begins to lift, and you can peer around and see that when I was at Williams College studying math, I was studying it in the Bronfman Science Center. And you can see that the movies that you look at, the television that you've been exposed to unwittingly by your parents or through your own doing, that there are connections there and what was the energy that was being used to produce these is straight out of the pits of hell. And so the question is, what do we do when we get fired up and how do we orient ourselves? And I just pray that the Holy Spirit of the Lord God would direct my words and would give me the kind of acumen and um, eloquence that only he is capable of. And so let's, let's look uh, at a couple points in scripture here very quickly, and then I'll pass it back to you because this is a time to be lit 
on fire by the Holy Spirit because God is calling his people not just to the repentance and right relationship with him, but to be ennobled and empowered by his Holy Spirit to be warriors for his kingdom. So first, let's not forget who we serve. In Matthew, at the very end of the gospel, as Jesus, after he is resurrected and he is giving his disciples the final instructions before he ascends to the Father, in verse 18 of Matthew 28 and to the end, it reads, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. And so wherever we see evil, wherever we see these sorts of absolute heinous atrocities that go on in uh, for just far too long to be standing and we know that they grieve and offend and hurt our our god who sits in heaven and understands and knows everything that's going on and he's given us the authority through christ to deal with these things but only through the power of god if we try and deal with them in our own strength then we'll become buried quicker than you could ever even imagine but remember jesus has all authority given unto him. It is true that the God of this world is is our enemy, but Jesus is the God of all things. He is the Lord of lords and the King of kings, and everything is possible with our God. He is a supernatural God who can give you supernatural power to stand against supernatural evil. And in these days, we have to do that, going therefore and making disciples to teach everything that Jesus said, including the tougher teachings of Jesus speaking about what would happen to the people who hurt little children and uh, and new converts and everything else like that. He said it was would be better for a millstone to be tied around their neck and to be cast into the sea. And um, you know, God, God help any of these people who are stuck in that evil and whose hearts have been so hardened that they can't come out of it. I pray that more people would come out. I pray that more people would be loosed from this. That their tongues would be loose and they would receive the boldness and the willingness. To to testify and to really cause the awareness of this to explode in a, in a magnificent way. And the last thing I'll say before I pass it back to you, know who our Lord is, know who our Savior is. From Philippians 2, starting at verse 5 and going through 11, know who Jesus Christ is. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Let's not forget who we're serving in this generation. Amen, Stephen. And you know, uh, that, that's very uh, right on the money uh, spiritually from what we're talking about, uh, this this horrific uh, you know, culture of evil and death. And, and you're right uh, when you say about the TVs, you know, what our parents and what we expose ourselves to, the energy that goes behind that 
those productions are is purely evil. That's exactly 100% on the money. And I want to say this, uh, you know, because as you were speaking, uh, you know, I, I was thinking about needing to the, the, the urge to fast and to really, uh, you know, uh, dig my heels down and, and do some good spiritual work to be on uh, uh, the right and proper uh, uh, way in order to do the, the uh, exposure of this properly. But I got to say this in the, in the physical, uh, one thing that regardless of you're a Democrat or a Republican, that people can't stand and, and, and hate is the abuse of animals <clears throat> and also of children. When I mean, even in prisons, the child molesters get murdered and, and constantly assaulted, uh, even in prisons, the worst, the murderers and all, they, they don't even consider these pedophiles uh, worthy of life. And I, I just have to say this. It, it, once it comes out and we get even a peek into the world of the Hollywood pedophilia uh, and we get an idea of what that is and we start to see some evidence and, and whatnot, people will not be contained on this topic and i think that's a very uh, interesting point and good reason is why they're trying to keep the lid on this also because if it comes out that some of these actors that people have admired for years are proven to be pedophiles and they're walking the streets their lives are going to be in danger you're right about that, and they won't be walking the streets uh, for a variety of different reasons. And we're not just talking about entertainment. We're talking about people at the upper echelons yep. of society across all vectors. We're talking finance and entertainment and politics and culture and technology and everything. And it, when you when you look at it, when you try and unpack it, part of it is a truly disruptive kind of venture because once you, once you start approaching this, and if you really want to know the truth, then the truth will be shown to you and you'll be directed towards it and you have to be spiritually prepared to engage with all of these different things it's a matter of prayer every time you deal with these sorts of information because the stuff that's out there the evil that's present is just absolutely ferociously haunting whether you're reading about even normal things and by normal i mean normal evils throughout the course of history that we that we know well about that have been documented the the Holocaust, the torture in the Soviet prison systems, the Japanese units during World War II that were performing absurdly bizarre uh, experiments on living human beings. What you'll realize is that Eyes Wide Shut is just child's play in comparison to the realities of the depths of evil. And I thank God that he has preserved me from experiencing the fullness of that firsthand but just know that all of this all of this is a consequence of sin and of the enemy and that jesus christ our lord and savior took all of it upon himself on the cross what a burden to bear only god could bear that kind of burden and he bore it for us he served us so, and was obedient to righteousness so that we could have an example and so that we could live in his power to advance his kingdom and to extend a hand to pull other people out. Remember, this is not just about us. This is about other people, the people who are still stuck in the pit, the people who are still suffering from abuse and from exposure to this heinous kind of malevolence and satanic evil, the people who have been swept away and forgotten and abandoned and are just absolutely suffering. And so it's up to us to be servants, and yet we won't even get off our own hind ends and get into God's word or get into a fast or get into prayer because we have 
have better things to do, like scrolling through the umpteenth level of Facebook on our social media? Why are people still subscribed to Netflix if you know exactly what's going on? Why are people dealing with these systems of the world come out of her? Now, we have to interact. We have to be powerful. We have to use these platforms to the extent that we can, but we have to be driven by God, and we have to take a firmer stand against evil, knowing that the conflict that has been under the surface, peeking its head up every once in a while over the past couple of years, is now going to be poised to break into everyday kind of conversation. And this is the ultimate third rail. And if people will continue to ignore it, then they do so at their own peril. So get armored up, get protected, get in front of God on your face and at his throne to receive the power that you need to deal with these things properly because that is a thin line and you don't want to fall off either side of it. Yes, 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 and yes. Stephen, Joe, uh, I, I want to lay this on both of you brothers. Now, Joe, I, I gave you a little taste of this before we went uh, uh, on air today. But gentlemen, we are all relatively young men. Stephen, you're the youngest among us. Joe, you're a couple of years older and I am, I, I am the elder statesman. <laughs> not sure about the statesman part, but I'll definitely own the elder. <laughs> uh, consider this, gentlemen. Each of us have asked ourselves in our private moments, perhaps with spouse or friends or even on air, uh, how will we conduct ourselves, not if, but when we get into a legitimate without rule of law or when we get into regional or perhaps even statewide, or God forbid, nationwide conflagration, where where you know county by county roadblocks are going up and and militias are starting to surface and stuff like that. Uh, one, Stephen, you can testify to this. One economic hip, hiccup is all it takes to 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 knock the first domino over. But consider this, gentlemen. Consider this. This is what I was talking about with Pastor Mike before we got on the Daily Show today. We could find ourselves, I don't think the three of us on The Daily Show today are really designed, I don't think God's plan for us is to strap on, you know, IBA and full battle rattle and a 9mm and an AR and actually go out and rumble. I, I, I think that, that God, Stephen and Joe, uh, is raising men up, and, and I'm not saying any, well, I'll just speak for myself, I'm not ready yet, but I want to be ready. And, and my spirit is willing, and that is certainly a good start point. And how many men out there listening to The Daily Show, can I get an amen, you know? And what I'm basically saying, gentlemen, is we could find ourselves where we are almost like conductors on a 2018, 2020, 2025 version of the Underground Railroad that Harriet Tubman used to ferry all of the, the slaves to freedom up to the north. We could literally, gentlemen, find ourselves back in the book of Acts where we are meeting, uh, you know, on, on a boat out in the middle of a lake with no lights on or in a cave or, or, or up, up in a canyon somewhere. And our primary mission is to simply help the sheeple get back to the good shepherd. And I want to I bounce this off both of you. Gentlemen, ultimately... Right now, we work for various people. Joe, you and I work for Hagman Investigative Services Incorporated. Stephen, you are self-employed. You work for your clients that who you tutor, and you also work for the crypto fund. Okay, but at the end of the day, gentlemen, who we are really ultimately going to be called to work for is God himself. And stop and imagine that. Like, 
you, you, you both know yourselves much better than I know either of you. Imagine this, God, like the creator of everything, the divine spark that began it all. He actually wants to employ guys like us. You're right, John, and we are. That's you know, we're we're here for uh, uh, not only uh, to walk the spiritual path ourselves, but we're also here to minister to others and to share uh, the the uh, the good news, the word of God, the saving grace and salvation uh, that is there for free if people would only turn uh, over to Jesus Christ, and that is uh, you know just as important as our own faith is. And I, I got to say this, uh, you know, the spirit, everything as, as we've been talking about, there's, as it says in the scripture, uh, you know, what happens in the, in heaven happens in the world. If there's war in the world, there's war in heaven. Uh, everything, it, it's a, it's a dual nature. You have the world and you have, uh, the spiritual nature of this. And there are conflicts and battles in both. And there's examples of these in scripture. Uh, one off the top of my head is, uh, that's referenced often is in Daniel when he prays and, and the, uh, Archangel uh, Gabriel, I believe, uh, is hindered by the prince of Persia for 120 days. And uh, that's the conflict in the spiritual world. So when we see all these things, you know, the getting Hollywood exposed and uh, the deep state exposed, these are battles that are taking place in the spiritual realm first. And they are, and, and and then they are being manifested in the physical realm, and that tells me that we are not fighting in the spiritual realm because we are losing in the physical realm, and we need to focus our our energy first and foremost into that spiritual realm. Wow, that what a Joe, what a, an insightful point, Stephen. What are your thoughts? Well, there's a couple things that we definitely need to do in terms of getting everything oriented correctly because we have to be aware of the battle, but in order to in order to do that and then in order to actualize a particular plan, we need to understand what our marching orders are. And we should know by now through scripture and through our own experience that we are all filling a unique and designed role for uh, our purposes in God's kingdom that we were specifically created for. for from before the foundation of the earth. But a little bit of boldness and encouragement is necessary here. And so to, to get that, let's think about what we say for on the objective. One of the one of the key principles is we have to become totally selfless in our understanding. And that is the predicate for obedience. It's the predicate for faithfulness. And it's the predicate for real action to change lives and to impact the spiritual battlefield that we see. And so what we like to say in a in a pithy way is that we need to, you know, for each and every person to think about this, die to yourself and live as a hero or live for yourself and die as a coward. And that starts with examining where you are currently, which means you have to take a good hard look at how you're spending your time, how you're spending your resources, how you make decisions, what you actually believe, and all of these basic things. People are trying to charge Normandy when they haven't even been through boot camp. And it's very difficult. It puts you in a position where 
failure is almost guaranteed and that is a that is a true shame but it is something that can be ameliorated and dealt with because of the grace and mercy of the living god that we serve and it's in obedience to him that we will find true freedom it's in obedience to the word of god and to the holy spirit of god that we can find our rightful place where we can walk a life that is meaningful and impactful for the sake of other people and ultimately glorifying to god and he will do all of this through us. He will give us the strength. He will give us the faith. He will give us the grace. He will give us the forgiveness. He will provide us all of the richness and resources that we need to make this kind of an impact if we would die to ourselves and give up our plans and our own ambitions and to seek God first and foremost, to become empty vessels that he could pour into. Because our own resources are filthy rags. We have nothing but in Christ we have everything because he is all in all. Yeah, that's exactly right, Stephen. And I got a question for both of you guys. Uh, just real quick here in the last few minutes of the show, uh, we talk about, you know, why doesn't somebody come forward? Why, uh, you know, who's being blackmailed? And uh, that's why everybody stays silent because they're afraid of being exposed. But let me ask you this. What do you guys think would happen? Say uh, an A-list celebrity came out and held a press conference and said, yes, we, uh, yeah, I've been involved in, in – uh, and participated in uh, pedophilia activities, and even let's say they they go f- take it a step further and, and talk about you know uh, the the drinking of the blood or whatever they do, uh, however bad it is. What if somebody were were to come forward and and throw themselves uh, on you know tell the truth, throw themselves at the mercy of the public? What do you think would happen to that person, and what do you think the reaction from the uh, Hollywood and media industry would be? Would the media be able to uh, downplay it, or would they? Uh, be forced to uh, talk about it. Stephen, why don't you take that first? Well, what I'll say is that understanding the kind of dynamics that many people would have thought, oh, these revelations surely will get people's attention. Surely people have to report on this because this is newsworthy. A lot of those things have been have been shuffled away, but they might try to do something where you know you you couldn't necessarily in that situation, uh, take someone out, God forbid. But if, if someone is coming out of this and is really seeking the seeking God's forgiveness and not just not just our forgiveness, but coming to an understanding of of who God is and is being is being raised up to to tell that story, then the reaction would most likely be to paint the person as crazy and to like forcibly commit them to a mental institution so people could then say Oh well, you know this person was on psychotropic drugs. They were on uh, controlled substances. They were hallucinating. They didn't. They didn't mean what they what they said. And then everyone would issue blanket denials. And then you could go on about your business. And we've seen that kind of model um, in a in a slightly different situation. But that's what happened to to Kanye West when in during the. Um, during the campaign season, and then afterwards, he's talking. He's talking about uh, Trump and po- and political things, and that got a little bit too real, a little bit too fast. So they tossed him in the in the mental ward. So, you know, there are mechanisms for control, but all of those mechanisms for control are broken by the power of God in Jesus' name. And if people are willing to die to themselves to say, "Look, I'm willing to lay it all down." for the cause of Christ or even just for the cause of righteousness because of the injustice and the evil that's being done. Um, Because at this point, it seems like no matter how many victims come out, there's just 
shade thrown on thrown on those testimonies. But if it if it's really a, a hand a handful or even just one really a list household name kind of person, where you can't just say, oh well, how did how did the, how did this happen? That would certainly be a a massive story that you know you could you would cover up to your own. Uh, to your own regard but they would probably try the same tactic that the the response would be to seize on seize on the most wild speculation or the or the least founded accusations that are you know even if they're true but but relatively yeah. unsupported you know you'd write a snopes article you'd refer to the snopes article this has been debunked so it's just this one crazy guy and everything else is fine what do you think john well, hey, guys, we're out of time. Uh, sorry to, to have to end so abruptly. And uh, the music's playing already, and we're about to uh, be We'll, we'll, do, we'll out do it again sound. sometime. God bless you. God bless you. Thanks, Stephen. Have a great day, everyone. SimplyCleanFoods.net. The Hagman Daily Show is brought to you by The Hagman Report. Tune in to The Hagman Report weekdays, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. For more information, go to HagmanReport.com. That's HagmanReport.com.